Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Urban Palmcast with Abby and Luke. It fits in the palm of your hand. Very excited to drink this beer. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Today's beer is Kentish Ale. Sounds like Kentish. Yeah. <laughs> it does. I don't know. That's why I thought you'd like it. So Kentish is like Kentish Town, which is like a place in London. Even I, even I still can't fathom it as a place. I just think it's town, <laughs> like <laughs> anywhere that has an ish at the end of it, it's just like. It sounds like it's almost there, but just not quite. Yeah. Where where are we meeting tonight? Kentish. Well, can we make it hot? Well, it's been a tennis in Kentish. <laughs> tennis in Kentish. Could be more specific. Um, you know, Londonish. Nah. <laughs> All right, let's see it. How's the How's the Kentish? Almost so, the Kentish, but I held myself back. <laughs> but you still said it anyway. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, so the Kentish is kind of a lighty brown. You can see it's kind of amber in. in yeah, it's very nice up against that mood lighting you have happening. Yeah, it's very atmospheric here. Traditional Kentish ale. Floral and citrusy. Aromas with rounded, hoppy notes. Okay, there. this is a long time for you to get this t- the aromas <laughs> into the old palate. <laughs> it's because I realised, like, I took a swig and just swallowed the first mouthful and <laughs> did not even taste it. I just w- was into beer mode. Um, yeah, it's kind of light. Uh, easy drinking ale. So, well, I'll say light. It's not like a light beer. I like I like hops. I don't like too many. It's just yeah. overwhelming. Do you know what? It's the first time I actually can describe this as malty. Okay, I'm like, I like that. Like malty rather than hoppy. So what's the final what's the final verdict then on the Kentish? Well, I'm just gonna have another go. <laughs> that was my dad. Get get his get his get his thoughts on it. Hi there, how are ya? I'm okay. I'm alright, thanks. What do you um, think to it? Well... You've gone for two swigs there, have you? Well, sometimes it takes a couple to really get the taste. It's alright. It's, it's alright. It's difficult because I've just had three different beers in a pub. So, so you do, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter now. So it doesn't matter. I can drink anything now. I like the lamps, although. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's alright. It's alright. It's nice. It's nice. I'm sold. I'm sold on it. I'm telling you. You gave it an 8 out of 10. And that is an incredible score. I mean, he is three different beers down, so. Well, sometimes that's the best time to try it. (laughs) (laughs) I went to this, like, all day gig festival thing. We were drinking the cheap beers. I was loving it. I've basically gone back to this, like, um, gig venue, which is really small, but it's quite famous for, like, promoting big bands when they're starting out. Yeah. Um, anyway, I realised I've not been there for like nine years. It's like a student place. But then I did feel quite old because there was loads of students around. And the telling sign that we were really old was at one point there was me and two other friends. And we were like, right, whose round is it? And we all just kind of went, should we all get a round of gin and tonics? Yes. <laughs> and like... Everyone was like, yeah, what a great idea. And then came back in the middle of this gig, you know, there's a mosh pit going off. What kind of what band? What kind of band are you listening to? I can't see you listening to bands that have mosh pits. 
well, it was like a day festival, so there was like ten different bands, all sorts of like, you know, from like kind of grungy stuff to like heavy to to some. I saw some like really chilled stuff. You know, it was a full mixed bag. But anyway, okay. there's this band going off. Real mix, if you will. People are uh, you know pushing each other, getting rowdy. The, the youngsters, the youth, getting down. And we come back, and it was like seven seven fifty for three for three gin and tonics, and we were just. I know. We were just so happy. We were just so happy. And I was going, okay. what Honestly, has become of our life? Well, we were at a gig, in not only wanting, but enjoying and really appreciating the fact that we're drinking gin teas. <laughs> you know, I seem to talk about this a lot, but, you know, I always go for a haircut. Oh, my God. We have talked about you getting a haircut on this show at least three times. <laughs> It always just seems to be some, it always just seems to be a weird, uh, you know, ordeal. And I, I wanted to get like, a, you know, a trendy cut. So I thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay the money and go to like a, <clears throat> like a proper, you know, like his proper barber's place. Look really <laughs> good, centre of town. Bit swanky. I get in Is there. It Kentish? It looked a bit Kentish, to be honest. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I got in there. And also, like, so they're all dressed in, like, braces, and and they're all looking like... Braces, meaning, um... Suspenders, shirts, you know, like... Yeah. Like, and they've all like got the slick, slick back hair. The hairs are all, like, mirrors, you know what I mean? They're probably shiny. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm in for, you know, I'm in for a good haircut. And I get there, and I was like, how much for a haircut? And they're like, it's twenty four ninety nine. And I'm like, okay. And then I was like, you can't be bothered to find somewhere else. And maybe it will be worth it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to spend the money. Which is an Well, you saved a lot of money on that £1.60 beer that you're drinking right now. So. <laughs> and the guy was like, it was really weird. He, he just like really calmly instructed me to like, just move your head here, do this, do that. And it was really weird. And he was like, I'm going to give you the best haircut you've ever had. And I was like, oh, this sounds sexual. And weird. I was like, that's a statement. And then he was being like really brash and swearing, like in front of his other colleague, going, oh, you f-ing f-ing. And I was just like, I was like, chill out, man. Like, in my head, I was like, I knew this was going to be an internal monologue moment for you. I paid, I'm paying cash not to hear crass, basically. You know, I'm, <laughs> I wanted to hear. All right, are you going to tell us the name so we can. Make a public statement about this. Yeah, what was called, the name of the place? It's called Barber Barber, and there will there'll be there'll be more public shaming in a minute. He was like, "Do you want your beard doing?" I was like, "Well, yeah, why not? How much is that?" Yeah, that'll be nineteen quid as well. And I was like, "What the?" F-? And I was like, "I'll just cut my beard at home for free." I was like, "It's ridiculous." Anyway, and then so I'd heard about this. I was telling my mate I was going to this place, and he told me, "Going, oh yeah, it's a men only place." And I was like, "All right, all right." And he goes, "Again, this barber shop sounding more and more." <laughs> They was going, it's a men-only place. And I was going, oh, yeah. And he goes, no, 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 seriously, like, they don't let women in at all. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, there's this notorious story over in Manchester where um, apparently this pregnant lady went in with, like, a boyfriend or husband. Wait, into where? Into this, this, this barbershop. This oh, it's place. a chain. Yeah. The guy's like, you got to get out, yeah. And she's like, can I just, I just want to sit down. Like, you know why? Husband gets haircut. And they're like, nah, I'm afraid you no, 
And I, I remember hearing the story thinking, that's insane. That's like one of these crazy stories you hear about the papers and, you know, causes minor outrage. So I'm sat there, you know, got my hair cut, guys swearing away. Because you hear a story and you think, well, you know, maybe the context is a bit wrong. You never know. Guy comes in with his girlfriend. No. And they, get, and they go, oh, yeah, haircut, blah, blah, blah. And then they go, uh, just let you know, it's men only. You can't stay here. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm not getting a haircut. And he's like, no, you can't stay here. You have to get out. And they were like, what? And she's like, can't even sit in here. And he was like, no. Are you kidding me? But I was like, seriously, just to sit. I'm sorry. Is this a fucking joke? Are you serious? No, it's dead this is. And I was just like, oh, this is too, this is too far. I mean, I'm all for it kind of being a bit like uh, in a jokey way where it's just a guy's, you know, guy's haircuts. That's fair enough. And was it the best haircut you ever got? No, because you know what? I came out of it and, and you know what my my concluding thoughts were? Never again. <laughs> Let's make America great again. I'm running for president. They say that no news is good news. Well, you're wrong. This is the week that was. Now the race is a two-horse one, we are fully locked into a battle that will play out till November. But first, speaking of horses, Donald Trump wanted to ride a horse of his own in this mix-up in Dallas. I've read about this place for a long time. Where's that horse I want to go on the horse? I want to, hey, you want to, you want to hit the papers tomorrow? Let's get that horse. I'll ride that horse. The problem is, even if I make it, they'll say I fell off the horse and it was terrible. Trump, of course, was confusing the mechanical ball made famous by the 1980 John Travolta film Urban Cowboy. You can take a horse to water, but you can't make Donald Trump an intelligent candidate. What a load of bull. Sticking on the theme of getting things the wrong end of the stick, Donald Trump tweeted a poll showing the elections based on this week, and it clearly showed him losing out. The Donald had only 49% and Hillary on 51%. He tweeted, America first, thank you. Look, Donald, this isn't golf. The numbers are the other way around. What's Hillary doing in all this, we asked. Spending $27 million on attack ads to hit Trump hard, launching her first general election-focused campaigns as the fight heats up. Aside from politics, though, there was cause for celebrations last night as her daughter Chelsea gave birth to her second grandchild, Aiden. Who's back this week? Ted Cruz. He strikes back, wading into the political empire to help campaign for the US Senate seat for the GOP in a bid to cut ties from Donald Trump in November. Great to have you back for more groundbreaking stories. That was the week that was. Let's take a dive into the political pool. Sounds mm. good. In big news world, guess who's back? That's right. Our political expert for the common people is making her triumphant return. Chelsea, welcome back to the show. It's great to be here. Welcome back. It's been a long time, Chelsea, but you know, you're back here. Back where you belong. <laughs> Chelsea, we've ruffled through all the candidates and now we need you to de- debunk some confusion that we have. Ask me a question, I will give you an answer. About today, Chelsea, is the delegate situation and this whole thing that we've been hearing nonstop about, a potential contested convention. Um, There's a lot of talk about that with the Republicans, but now, obviously, Donald's 
The Donald has uh, secured the nod, um, mm-hmm. and now we're kind of hearing a little bit about it with the Democrats. Mm-hmm. When everybody dropped out, it was pretty much assumed that he was going to win, but it wasn't for sure. Correct. But my question is, how could he have not gotten it? Even yeah. How he could was he the only one on the ticket. So even though you're the only one that still remains in the race, you are. everyone is still on the ballot to be voted for. So even though Donald Trump was the only oh, one that was I didn't still know that. running, ah. Ted Cruz, John Kasich, Marco Rubio, all of those people are still on the ballot when you vote. Everyone, them. starting from the first 18. Correct. Well, at one point, even after Ted, even after he had dropped out, he had said to the people of the next state that was voting, if you vote for me and I win this state, I'll come back into the race. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. even though you technically pulled out of the race, it doesn't mean you can't come back into it. Right. right. At this point, a random person for either the Republicans or the Democrats could say, okay, I want to be involved now. I'm also running for president. And so, okay, so this is what we really heard with Donald Trump. A lot of, if he wouldn't have ended up winning, he had like far and away more right. delegates. So Absolutely. now he's got the delegates. So he re- so once you, you reach the magic number, it's over. It's over. Is that right? And let can you still have somebody come into the convention? Let's say Paul Ryan, Republican Golden Boy, decides he at the last minute Cinderella story wants to run. Can he still do it at the Republican National Convention in July? Yes. I mean, Paul has said he's not doing it, but I hypothetically right. Yeah, we're he, talking. Yeah, he could. However, the only way even be a possibility. To work is if something like tragic happened. Well, I mean, we're not for, condoning for, that we have something tragic for, happens to the Donald, but just hypothetically. For example, in 2008, when Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama were vying for the Democratic nomination, yeah, yeah, it became pretty evident that Barack Obama was going to be the nominee. Right. Right. Essentially the same situation that we have now. It's it's evident that Donald Trump is going to be the nominee for the Republicans. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton, when asked why she wasn't going to drop out, said, and this was a huge faux pas on her part. She basically said, well, think about it when like Kennedy was running for president, he was shot and killed. And wow. so I mean, like essentially alluded to if that were to happen then you would still need a nominee for your party. Donald Trump didn't reach that number of delegates necessary. Could somebody just show up at the convention like Paul Ryan and then have, because here's the problem. Once, if if no one gets to that number on the Democrat or the Republican side, those delegates who were supposed to vote the way their state voted, they don't, they're no longer obligated to do that. Okay, but that's the thing. But because he's reached the number, that's it. That's the issue on the other side, on the Democrat side. There's this big question for a lot of Hillary supporters and for a lot of Democrats. Yeah, but (laughs) Democrats that are like true Democrats. Let's Mm -hmm. go with quote unquote establishment. There we go. That are wondering why Bernie is staying in it. And if something were to come to fruition involving her emails and the FBI investigation of them, and she was in. Which is basically not happening. No, which essentially. I don't think Probably will happen. happen no. But if it were to happen, who else would they have to vote for? I mean, he's been campaigning. Right. So we were saying, so we kind of cleared up the Republican way. That's all done, dusted. Yeah, that's been done and done. So, so do you reckon Bernie's going to hold out and take it to the... On the, Democrat, on the Democrat side, it's not just delegates from the states. 
So, right, we've talked about this. You, those delegates vote the way yeah. that the People state vote. votes, right? Yeah. Whoever wins the popular vote in the state is going to get the most votes from that state in terms of delegates. Yeah. But the Democrats have what's called superdelegates. Yeah. And those superdelegates aren't bound by decisions made by state. These superdelegates are super confusing. Chelsea, help us out. <laughs> so here's the deal. Superdelegates are essentially big wigs within the Democratic Party. Maybe they're senators in Congress. Maybe they're House yeah. members in Congress. Maybe they're Democratic governors in different states. Their votes don't depend on anything besides who they want to vote for. Now, in general, superdelegates will vote the way that the majority of people are voting. Does that yeah. make sense? So up until this point, sure, the race between Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton is really close in terms of pledged delegates from states. But even when you break that down, Hillary Clinton is still winning by a lot. Yeah. By by millions of votes. Close. I mean, it is. It's close. But she is still winning. So even though when you add the superdelegates in, it appears that she's ahead by a lot more. And now my question is, so superdelegates can switch. They Absolutely. And that's something Bernie has kind of said. Correct. Um, but my question is, why did they pledge to her before anyone else was in and now they've all pretty much said they're not going to switch over to Bernie. Why? Well, okay, so this is part of the reason why superdelegates kind of exist is that if you have a candidate that is really, really extreme mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily think they have a good chance of winning the general election in November, superdelegates, these people who are really influential within the party, yeah. have the ability to sway that vote. Now, so... I know we're talking about the Democrats, but if you look at the Republicans, if if the Republicans would have had superdelegates, Donald Trump that. wouldn't have – he wouldn't win the nomination. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, so yeah. For the same reason why Republicans right now with Wish a candidate like it. Donald Trump might want superdelegates is the same reason why Democrats do have superdelegates yeah. to prevent somebody that extreme from taking office. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said – you can see why some people don't like this system. But again, even though it, it looks like it sways the outcome, at this point, it's not. Hillary Clinton is still winning right. based on popular vote of all of the states combined. Right. right now, Bernie Sanders has said that he wants to stay in the race so that all voters that are going to vote for the Democratic Party have the options that have been there all along. Right. So if you live in California and you want to vote for Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders drops out, well, your incentive to go vote is kind of not there anymore. Does okay. that make sense? So, Even yeah, if so you're going to vote for Bernie Sanders and not Hillary Clinton, well, Bernie Sanders is saying, I want you to have the option to vote for me if that's who you want to be president. He essentially says your voice should still be heard. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of doing it on principle. You want right. people to have their vote. And it's kind of smart because it gets people the turnout. Uh, right. Well, I mean, even if they are voting for someone who's not going to get elected, right, they're still getting them out. No, no. I think the next thing to to ask is this: was it contestant convention? Contestant convention. Could you just basically explain what that is to the? Uh, yeah. yeah. So, if there were to be a contestant convention, um, yeah. essentially, like I said before, all of these pledged delegates who are supposed to vote the way the state votes, they no longer have to do that. So they're almost like free agents. They're going to make a decision, the decision they want to make. So if there were to be a contested convention on 
either side, the candidates would speak and they would essentially just try to win over the the delegates that are at that convention. So, so the, the question is, is there going to be a contesting convention between like Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton? I don't I don't think it would be possible. Just to so, clarify, there's going to be no convention. No, there will be a convention no matter what. There's always one. Right. Oh, right. That's what, that's Especially what once. So what people once Donald Trump hit that magic number, um, essentially what was said was it's basically like a wedding reception. Like yeah, it's just you know hard. you're gonna get it. We're just going here to kind of back you and support you and like yeah. make a big to do about it. Yeah. Nibbles. It's a big right. party. Right. And people, people, big people within the Republican Party and the Democratic Party give these speeches. And yeah. when is that? When is the convention? They're in um, July. They're in, in July. July. And the Democratic National Conventions in Philly and the, and the Republican National Conventions in Cleveland, believe it or not. Chelsea, like we'll be seeing a lot more of you. Thanks for your time. You're Appreciate welcome. you, sis. You're we'll see welcome. you again and we thank you again. You're, you're welcome. Thanks for having Keep me. Keep yourself safe. So in this week's game of What's That Noise? Okay, Chelsea's going to help me. So it's the all or nothing guess. I really wish you could see this. It's for, uh, Take a photo of it. For a one-time no, only. Focused. I need your full attention. I'm focused. I'm ready. For a one-time only, one sound. What's that noise? Are you ready? We're ready, no. Luke. All right. One and done, baby. Come on. Three, two, one. Oh, God. I was hoping it'd be a balloon popping. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You know what it sounds like? It sounds like one of those clothes racks that's like all slotted that he just knocked over and it like collapsed and broke. You know what I'm talking about? The yeah. Fo- the foldable kind that we have downstairs. Yeah, that's a good guess. I feel like um at the Bins' house they would have one of those like hat like hat hanger things that Sherlock Holmes would his hat on. Yeah, I think that would have been way louder. Just because I live in England does not mean I live in like Wait. Sherlock Holmes times. I, ju- I told you I think it's a a wire hanger. Or maybe it's a, something with a spring. I will need it. I will have to. I will need an answer. We're going with mine. So, what's your answer? Like a drying rack. Now, okay. Luke, I just want to reiterate that I don't think that's Okay, Chelsea, right. well, what are you fucking thinking? I of? told you I think it's a wire. Okay, well, do you want to go with yours? Yes. The answer is it's a wire hanger that you dropped. All right, let's go with yours, Chelsea. Well, I mean, if I can get a word in edgeways, well, I can reveal now. You were very close this week, guys. But you're wrong. It was an ironing board. Oh! Ironing board! Oh! So Damn close it. down the clothesline. I'm sweating from the... <laughs> but I'm afraid you'll have to... Uh, you'll have to iron out of the defeat and okay, wear the clothes victory state. another time. Uh, thanks for playing, guys. Uh, thanks, Abby. And also, thank, big thanks to our guest, um, Chelsea Dow. Thank you. Until next time, I'm Abby. And I'm Luke.